0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick, the Bishop of the Burner, with me as always. It's Gator. And we are coming to you from a different location
1: Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown. We probably shouldn't say where we're at. We can't say we're at top shooters in Columbia, Illinois. Well, not if we're smoking, because technically there's the whole smoking ban in Illinois. But we're outside. On a, we're not in the restaurant we're per se. A, a patio, the outside patio. I mean, I guess it <laughs> is. Co- it is covered. I don't know if that matters. Oh, well, we'll step out. We'll step outside on the uh, on the asphalt. Okay. To smoke. All right. Well, well, that's what we'll do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, work with me, Bishop. Work with me. So, yeah. So, you're going to get a lot of
0: cigars in this episode You today are. Because Jeff and I are smoking a cigar, but then additionally, I did an interview with a friend of ours, John. And John is a one-time-a-year cigar smoker, give or take. You know, weddings, special occasions. yeah, You know, that kind of thing. And things of that nature. Yeah. And so, one of the things that we had been talking about was... He he's asked us about cigars and stuff before and you know we've told him about a few of them and one of the ones that he seems really interested in trying for whatever reason is the Davidoff Late Hour. And while talking about that he he would ask us, you know, what makes that cigar worth so much more than some of these other cigars. Yeah. Which then got us on the subject of cigar prices and can you really tell the difference? Between a budget cigar or a more expensive premium cigar. high dollar stick. Well, and and so we we kind of put it to the test. Um, I got John, and we went over to the hill and we sat outside, and we we put it to the test. I gave him two cigars, and I made sure that they looked similar, so they visually were were very aesthetically
1: pleasing. Well, as
0: were. they they. You couldn't look at one and say, "Okay, that one looks gnarly," versus that one, you yes. know, that kind of thing. And so we got couldn't cu-
1: pull one out of a foil pack, is what you're saying? No,
0: no. So we got we got two cigars, and I two stripped, for a dollar foil pack st- is what I was referring to. Stripped them <laughs> of their bands, so that he had no idea. You know, not that I think he probably would have known um, brand wise anyway, but some bands are more fancy looking than others they're fanciful and so i gave him two cigars and over the course of time he smoked the one and and then proceeded to light up the second and kind of compared and you folks are going to going to learn whether or not a cigar novice a a real cigar novice yeah. was able to tell the difference between a budget cigar or a I mean moderately priced it was like ten bucks, okay, you know ten dollar stick,
1: so it you know a, a,
0: a normal price stick,
1: a medium Precisely. price stick at a, at a, I didn't want core.
0: to give him a you know Davidoff off in a you know a quorum, for example, yeah, you know, because no offense to quorum, I mean it's they're two totally different products, yeah, and so I figured let's let's try and and keep it. Somewhat reasonable, some in within the budget of your average cigar smoker and yeah. everything like that to see if you could tell. But that that's two different cigars. That's not what we're smoking. No. No, we are smoking ours, is, ours has a beautiful pink band on it. It is. We are smoking the Rose of Sharon by Southern Draw. We are actually smoking the Toro. And let me tell you about the Rose of Sharon. The Toro actually is a six by fifty two. And this cigar, it's, it's a mild cigar. Um, the wrapper is USA Connecticut Shade. The binder is Nicaraguan. And the filler is Nicaragua and Dominican Lajero. Ooh. Yes.
1: So we're going to go ahead and light up while Nick starts his interview with John. And from what I've led to believe on the interview, it's nothing but the two of them ripping on me for not being able to make it when they recorded this not over entirely. the weekend. Not entirely. I mean... A portion.
0: At least a little bit. Yeah. So, I,
1: I I look forward to hearing you yeah, know, so. how I was attacked mercilessly while I wasn't present. Uh, somebody could have gotten his ass
0: off, <laughs> off the couch. But
1: first, we're going to cut the cigar. Oh, yeah. So we'll do that. I need to borrow that. I, I figured you did. Here, let me... So... Thank you. Uh-huh. Here, hold on. Let me uh, get this
0: out. Of course. He's got to get a cigar out of the cellophane. Well, it's there. in the
1: beautiful cellophane wrapping.
0: I like Southern okay, Draw there we cigars. Go. I so, know you do. Southern Draw cigars. They, it's a it's a boutique brand, but um, they uh, they've been making a lot of good inroads and everything around in some shops, and they they put out a really good line of products. The Jacob's Ladder. I really like that. It's a dark meaty smoke man not, not
1: my kind of stick no probably not no. your kind of stick but the but the rose of sharon is. it's not what i like to call in my wheelhouse exactly <laughs> Somebody so got a bingo chip there
0: the uh but the rose of sharon actually is a really nice nice cigar and robert holt the owner he actually named this cigar after his wife sharon so oh that's precious yeah. so But it's a semi-box press cigar, so that's the one.
1: I like the the box press.
0: That's the one thing I'm going to hold against it right off the bat. But they do make that's the thing though. They do make some Rose of Sharon cigars this with this blend and everything
1: in different sizes that are rounded. The thing I like about the box press is when you set it down, it doesn't have a tendency to roll on you like a normal cigar. So, like, right now I don't have an ashtray, so if I set it on the corner of this table, it's not going to have a tendency to take off on me. Valid point. So I like the box press. Valid point. So. And the My Fathers that are box press are some of my favorite cigars. Well, there you go. There so. you go. So while we uh, get lit up here and start smoking our uh, Southern Draw, we're going to let you guys listen to uh, our interview, interview with John. With John. So... Let's see if you folks can. Uh, I mean,
0: you're not smoking them, so I guess it's going to be hard for you to play along. But um, yeah, you
1: won't know what the good cigar is till the end. Do you name the? Budget I do cigar? not
0: name the budget cigar, okay. um, and that's fair. That's fair. And in all fairness, um, yeah, you know what? We'll just let the interview speak for itself. Okay. All right. I look
1: forward. Or do I? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. All right. So
0: folks, I'm here with a friend of ours, John McLean. Say hi, John. Hi. So John has had cigars before, but not not a ton, right? Right. You're not a
2: regular cigar smoker. Maybe one or two a year. One or two a year. All right. And it's so, normally with you or
0: a wedding or something like that. Yeah. So. so So okay, so we're we're doing a little experiment here today. This is actually this was actually one of John's ideas, and I thought it was a good one, and so we're, we're going to do this. So Let's do it. We have two cigars in front of us here. Uh, they've both been stripped naked of bands and everything like that, so he, uh, he doesn't know what, what he's got. I know what he's got, but he doesn't know what he's got. And I'm they look prob- the same to me. And I'm probably not going to tell you folks what he's got, because depending upon how this goes. Because I don't want to shit on any brands in case, like, you know, he says, oh, I can't tell or whatever. But but what we're doing is I have two cigars here. I have one cigar that cost under $3, and I have another cigar that cost
2: $10. Okay.
0: And the the goal here is to see, can John tell me... <laughs> which is the affordable smoke and which is the more premium cost smoke. We didn't want to, I didn't want to. So did, what do you, what do you think I'm going to,
2: you know, well, wait, let me, let me smoke them and then okay. I'll tell you what I, say, I you taste did, and,
0: and, and the and experience, kind of the experience yes. of it all here. So what did I do? I don't know. I, I don't want oh, to know what
2: I need to look for or I need to pay attention to when I'm so drawing them.
0: There's the lighter. All right. And there are the cigars. Okay. And the cut, the cut ends are the are, – we're facing you. So. so the
2: first one here, they look the same. They look identical. It's going to be really hard for me to tell, tell them apart down. You know, if I get them mixed up. Yeah. You know which one's which though, right?
0: I do know which one's which based upon how they were laying, and I know which one you're holding in your hand at this moment you in You need time. to smell
2: it or anything before uh, I uh,
0: – No. No? Okay. No. I know, I know which one is which based upon how you were. So this one, when I smell it, it has
2: kind of a sweet smell to it. Okay, let me smell the other one. Oh yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference in, yeah. All right, well I'll, uh,
0: I'll go ahead and I'll start roasting this one a little bit here. All right, that's the other thing is I did instruct John about how to. Properly light a cigar, so you kind of get it close to flame. Rotate the cigar around so that the whole, you know, the the, the heat is distributed evenly on it. Like this? Yeah. Do I need to get closer? closer? Right. No, you're doing good. So now just go ahead and put it in your mouth and just kind of, kind of, and then now put the flame here. Like put this? It, then put the flame up to it and draw it. There you go. Kind of draw in a little bit. There we go. That's got a good. Okay. This one's very light. I, I purposely bought light, mild cigars for you since you don't smoke on a regular basis. So I'm gonna light up. It's got su- it's the, sweet it's uh, sweet. Very, very light. Uh, I'm gonna light up the one that you are smoking right now. Because I'm s I'm smoking the same ones. And so, so I would say that you But know, again I'm I'm cheating, I know which one's which, so
2: say it's hard to even tell you got smoke in your mouth on this one um doesn't have much flavor you know most of the flavor i can taste on my lips more of the you know the tobacco putting it on my lips i can Mm -hmm. but when i the smoke actually doesn't
0: have much flavor to me well i did purposely go with some lighter cigars so let me let me look that cigar up and i can give some notes about it and then that way we can uh <clears throat> we can kinda of see see what we're supposed to see here. So the cigar that you are currently smoking and this theoretically will mean nothing to you, but you know, it's for the for the for the listeners at home. For the connoisseurs. The connoisseurs. So um it is labeled as a mild strength cigar. Okay. Uh it has an Ecuadorian wrapper with a Nicaraguan binder and a Dominican Republican Nicaraguan filler. The Nicaraguan's going to give it a little bit of spice to the flavor, but by and large, it's going to be a fairly mild smoke. Yeah, I I guess I can pick up a little bit of the hint of the spice. Little tingles on the tongue kind of thing, you know? So we are sitting out front of the world-famous Hill Cigar Company. John has graciously given up a little time on his Sunday to come over here and And record this segment and do this because Jeff was too lazy to get his ass out of bed. So that's why it's just the two of us. Yeah, I'm disappointed (laughs) I can't see Gator. Uh, Are you disappointed? Are you really? (laughs) (laughs) I walked in and Danny was working and she's like, you brought a new friend. And I wanted to say, yeah, my old one's too lazy to get out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's starting now. The more I,
2: I smoke it, I think it's, you know, I'm starting to get more flavor. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's very light. It is a it's light hard to pick up, like a yeah, like a you know any sort of real flavor. I could see though if you're you know like for someone like me who doesn't smoke uh, cigars very often, this isn't very overwhelming. No, it's and very mild and, and very tame.
0: It's and, one that I'm going to add to my repertoire for people that are are new cigar smokers because I will admit I I picked this out. So I picked out the affordable cigar first. I don't like using cheap, but I'm, I'm, I picked out the more affordable cigar first. And when I was going through the humidor looking for a, uh, you know, somewhere between $8 and $12 stick to compare it to, I was actually going through the humidor looking for ones that visually looked similar so that it wouldn't be a situation where you're like, well, this one's obviously the cheap one because you know, whatever. And you know, that kind of thing. So I wanted to, to want to try and match. It is a, it is a natural, um, wrapper. It's, it's not the, the super light Connecticut, um, tobacco wrappers like here. Here's one that I think, yeah, that's a Connecticut. So if you see that one's a really light, like tan Mm. caramely color, that one's lighter than that one. And then, um, I don't have one with me, but then inside they've got the, the Maduros, which are the really dark Mm -hmm. chocolate color ones and whatnot. So, you know, it, it's, it's just different wrapper leaves more than anything. So what does Connecticut mean? Connecticut typically is a very mild smoke. It's a very mild, it, it, it's, it's the type of tobacco leaf. So, um, A lot of that is – I mean, there's actually quite a bit of tobacco grown in Connecticut in the, like, Hartford River, you know, area. And then it's all used for uh, cigars and everything else. But then there's different strains of Connecticut. So it's tobacco that's been taken from Connecticut that's now been transplanted to Ecuador, and they're growing it there. So it's Connecticut tobacco, but it's Ecuadorian Connecticut, you know, that sort of thing. Okay, And, like, uh, you know, the Toscanos – so John and I had a Toscano – not too terribly long ago, and um, those that, that was the cigars that I had in my glove box, oh, you know, the smaller one, the little, the dry, the, the, yeah, dry, the yeah. fire cured ones. So those, um, that's actually Connecticut, or I'm sorry, um, Kentucky tobacco, but it's Italian um, Kentucky tobacco. So they took the seeds from Kentucky, but they grow it in in Italy and wow. do all the fire curing stuff there. But it's Kentucky tobacco. So, uh, you can
2: tell a difference in tobacco, like Connecticut versus Kentucky. I mean, or, or is it
0: all not really? You if, if you're really... if you're a big connoisseur, you can't. I'm I'm you can't really tell. Them. I'm per. I got to be told. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can I can look at a cigar and say that's a Connecticut, that's a Maduro because of the color, because of the color, and that's and a few other characteristics like, you know, if it's got like a lot of like an oil or a sheen to it, you know. Typically okay. that isn't, typically a Connecticut's kind of a drier, but not always, but typically it's kind of a drier, drier leaf, but I'm not with this one that I'm smoking right now.
2: I don't know what it is, but it, it's it got a, uh, uh, it doesn't give me so much of like an ashy taste in my mouth. Yeah. It, I definitely, I'm not getting that right now. That's Maybe good. Later <laughs> I'll, I will, but no, well, yeah. right now it's, it's, uh, well, that's
0: the other thing. So we'll, we'll touch on that real quick. So <clears throat> one thing that cigar smokers tend to always well we don't talk about it a lot but is oral hygiene (laughs) and so um (laughs) getting the uh the flavors and and tastes of of you know yesterday's cigars out of our mouth so i have this toothpaste that i purchased on amazon called um is it marvis it's actually it's a Thicker, um, I think it's Italian. It was like 10 bucks for the tube. Oh, my gosh. But it's great because it's got this really strong minty flavor. It really gets in there and everything. Then I have um, a product called Tongue T-U-N-G, and it's a gel. And I bought the set that comes with the little round-headed tongue brush. So you put a little of that on there, and you just scrub the holy hell out of your tongue. And if you do that, it'll freshen up the mouth and get that taste of stale tobacco out of there so interesting now for you since you don't have the tongue and the whatever you know i would say just brush your teeth and then maybe 20 minutes later go back brush your teeth again really really good mouthwash and everything you should probably be fine interesting that's the part
2: that uh sometimes i'll smoke a cigar and it will almost it's just too much in your mouth it'll linger yeah and i'll take you know Maybe a dozen draws on it, and then I'll put it to
0: the side because it's just uh, too much. Yeah. The other thing is you've got tea there, um, so you know, drinking as you're doing it, it doesn't let it kind of settle. Yeah. On the tongue and everything like that, and so, you know, you just gotta, just gotta kind of keep the palate fresh. Right. So, oh, it's got a good burn going on it. Yeah, I would say you did good with the lighting. Better than Jeff does. <laughs> he just sets it on fire. <laughs> he does. He he he. He keeps telling me, "Oh, I've been lighting cigars since I was 16." But I'm telling you, man, you know, Jeff, I'm telling you, 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 you just, you, you're eating ash when you're doing it because you're just, you're lighting the damn thing so close to the flame that it's just, it's just burning. But anyway, you better be careful He'll catch his hair on fire. Well, he's growing the hair. out I would out say he's now. growing the hair out, and yeah, I don't know how frequently he washes it. Oof. So. <laughs> Well, since he's not here, do you have any stupid Jeff stories you want to share with the people? Oh, uh, let people me think like about it. people like the stupid
2: it. Jeff stories. Yeah, he's, a, he's a wild man. Mm-hmm. I guess that one time I had to go uh, pick him up, he <laughs> ran out of gas. <laughs> Literally ran it all the way past empty. Yeah. Was going up a hill, ran out of gas. I had to go <laughs> pick him up.
0: <clears throat> he's done that so many times.
2: He's a guy that likes to
0: run it on empty. He's never called me before. Um, Cause he knows that I would just, I don't even know if I'd come get him just because I had another friend that did that. He
2: just never filled up his tank. Yeah. He always would run out of gas and calling friends, buddies. Hey, can you come and uh, pick me up? Take me and get a um, gas container full, you know, a gallon or two of gas. Yeah. And there's just some people that, oh. and he's one of
0: them. Dude, I'll tell you, I've, I've seen his garage. He could sell, he could open up a shop right now and sell gas cans because he's got (laughs) so many of them in there from all the times he's run out of gas, but not had a gas can. So he ended up having to buy the can to put the gas into (laughs) to get himself going. I I'm not, I'm seriously not joking when I say he's probably got like a dozen cans in his garage.
2: Wow. So, well, when, when I had to go and, and pick him up that day, he literally passed like, three gas stations literally within a mile (laughs) he passed
0: them thought he could still make it he he likes to always (laughs) joke about that bit from Seinfeld remember Mm -hmm. when Kramer was out on the test drive yep yeah yeah he's like he's always doing that (laughs) and the thing is is he he fails (laughs) he's a busy guy though he's got a lot of a lot of things
2: going on Keeping himself uh, occupied at all times. That's why
0: I, that he, he likes to try and say that's why he's not here now, is that he's too busy with stuff. Is he really just uh, relaxing at home? I'm pretty sure he's probably just relaxing at home. Too much shopping over the last couple of days? He, well, he's been giving me a lot of grief about doing two episodes a week, but the people demand it. They just demand it. Hell, I think the people would demand seven episodes a week if they <laughs> if, if I could get away with it. But, you know, at some point i got to make money if I'm doing that. But... Um, yeah, but no, he uh, he's been on my case about doing two of these a week, and it's just, and and he's like, I got to work. The problem is, you and I both know he's lounging around his ex wife's house in his underwear, watching <laughs> World which, War Two in color. Interesting. Uh, oh, that's situation. A, I uh, that's know a whole different podcast. And I'll tell you, I've threatened to talk about it multiple times, and out of respect, I haven't. But are you um, gonna you're gonna cut this out, right?
1: <laughs> Oh no! This is going in. <laughs> this All right, is I better go, stop. Uh, this talking. is going in.
2: <laughs> Actually, that that, that is a, another podcast show in and of itself. Oh, you could get a whole new, uh, a whole different topic. Tell me uh, about it. Just yeah. t- the soap opera
0: of Jeff's life. Everybody would so. think it's it's uh, fiction, but uh. yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, and it's not just the stuff at home with him. We're getting, Jeff, this is what happens when you're not here. We talk about you, okay? So it's not just the stuff at home with him, it's also all of the Perry County drama. It's all of the drama revolving around his newspapers and his radio station, not just within the confines of the businesses themselves, namely. You know, employee drama and everything like that. Right. It also is all the drama revolving around the events within the community that his people are then going out and covering. So there's layers upon layers to this onion. You have, you know, this politician doing something stupid. This messed out dumbass doing something stupid. You know, this car accident, this house fire, whatever. Then you have all of the internal drama within his office and everything going on there. And then you have all of his drama at home. And it's just so amusing. It's the best soap opera I ever need. Consider another podcast. I know, right? <laughs> we'll branch this out. Yeah. So I have to write
2: down all those stories. And- exactly. So, okay. So you're about a quarter
0: of the way, about a quarter of the way thought, through that
2: cigar yeah cause i haven't I haven't lost any of the what do you
0: call that part the ash the, the ash, ash is holding yeah. on really, really well, yeah, it is and i it was holding on really well on mine. I did butt off some of the ash only because I don't want it finally cracking off over my keyboard, oh <laughs> which I've done before, and it's so just so kinda, now. but i i I have pain. noticed now I'm having trouble getting a nice full draw, and that's the thing At, you know some people like to take the ash as far as it'll go until it finally breaks off you know other people flick it off constantly mm-hmm. there is a fine point of having too much ash on the cigar and you probably could go ahead and and roll it off in the in the bowl if you wanted to in such a way that just kind of there kinda we go do like oh yeah those things you know but yeah you just kind of get it and no it's very good that should allow more air to draw through and everything else so okay so We've smoked that one. You want me to put this on that little, and then uh, take a look at the other one? Why don't we set that guy down.
2: Okay. And then, why don't you now. Let me kind of clear my. I was going to say, clear your palate. Yep. All right. All right. I think I'm uh, cleared out. All right. And still taste it, but. You can grab the other one. Okay. And then you've got the lighter there. All right. So, I've got uh, this one here. It smells. It doesn't smell as sweet. Okay. It, 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 It. it smells. It, it just smells, uh, yeah, it doesn't smell as like, the, the other one has a more sweeter smell. This one isn't, isn't as sweet. I don't know if that matters or not. But Okay. Okay, let me, uh, let me go ahead and
0: Oh, flip the top there. Oh, there we go. There you go. Okay. It's going to start roasting it. The hill is all decked out for the holidays. We were walking around the humidor in there earlier, and they've got the, the Christmas lights all along the shelving. It looks so festive. A lot of gift packs out and available for sale now, for the cigar smoker in your life. I'll tell you what. I I don't know if I like this
2: one. Hold, give me a second here. Oh, for, no, for number one is when I uh, the taste on my lips. It's it's not sweet. It's a little more. Uh, it's it's a little. It doesn't. It's not as, as sweet. There's something um, different about the wrapper.
0: Let me look that one up just so that I can. Uh... The the, give the, the <coughs> give the notes about that one as well.
2: There's a there's a taste when I when I draw the smoke has um has a has a uh, unique f-
0: flavor and I can't put my finger on it. So that one is actually listed as a medium strength, although I've had it before and I would kind of argue that, but whatever. The wrapper on that is Honduran, the binder is Nicaraguan, and the filler is Nicaraguan. So theoretically. Again, you should get a little bit of spice off of the Nicaraguan. I'm trying to put my finger on what that flavor is on it, in it. It's so hard. Some of these cigar guys on the podcast and whatnot, man, they'll be like, Oh, it tastes like Chinese peapods or <laughs> or the uh peanut M M&M M without the shell and you've kinda sucked some of the chocolate off, you know, kind of thing. And I I don't get into that. But I did have one cigar one time and uh it was a CLE Connecticut. And on the on the cold draw, which means, you know, when you put it, after you've cut it, you've put it to your mouth and you draw through it like you're smoking it, but before you light it, that's called a cold draw. On the cold draw, I got the unmistakable taste of graham crackers. It tasted just like graham crackers. It's the one and only time I've ever gotten a taste off a cigar that I could actually identify the food. Yeah. So,
2: well, this one, it, it's definitely spicier than the first one. That I smoke. That yeah, would be so, that Nicaraguan. Yeah. So this one's de- it's there's definitely more spice. I would equate it to like uh, you know drinking uh, you know rye uh, whiskey versus the the bourbon okay. whiskey. <clears> okay. <throat> definitely different. Uh, this one and when I when I uh, the smoke when come, it comes it kind of burns a little more. I don't know. I I, I don't know. It no. I, I I this is good. <laughs> burns a little more. And it doesn't have as, uh, it has a more of, a, it
0: does have a, f- a fuller taste in my mouth. Well, maybe the tasting notes of the, the mild to medium were, that the, the app that I used, sometimes I don't buy the tasting, the, the, the strength notes on it as much. I, I mean, it's not horrible. Know. It's not really, you know, uh, man, full, I mm-hmm. guess is a good way
2: to say it. Like, it's still, I mean, it's still something I could, I could smoke. Um,
0: it's not bowling you over. Causing your head to swim or anything like that.
2: I don't know. The more I'm, the more I'm puffing on it here, the more I, you know, it's not horrible. Okay, it's not bad. Okay, this is interesting. This definitely different than that. That the first one was a lot more sweet, and uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna draw that one again.
0: I was say, now you got them both going. You can kind of go back and forth between them. Maybe see if you can get some some thoughts on it. You have smoked more of the first one than the second one. But um Yeah,
2: that definitely the first one a lot sweeter. Not like Swiss or sweet,
0: you know, like
2: overpowering but yeah. a, a, a sweeter and then this Not one, like
0: sweeter in terms of like actually like sugar or anything like that. But and then the second one is just a little more uh What about the draw? Like is it harder or this easier? This one's harder to draw. So it's a lot harder to draw is, the air through on the second one versus the first one,
2: in my opinion, yeah. Okay. And there's a flavor to it that I, I can't I can't uh, tell, but it, it's definitely different. Two different cigars. And I don't. At first, I didn't know if I liked it, but the second one, I'm starting to like a little more.
0: Okay. Like more than the first one, or you're just liking it more <clears throat> than when you first started smoking it. L- the, liking it more than the first uh, couple draws. Okay, so you're liking it more than when you first started, but not necessarily more than the first cigar.
2: If I had to pick the two, I would pick the first one. Okay. At this point, uh, unless something changes, with uh, yeah, that's not, I didn't get that uh, even burn. Uh, right.
0: Okay, so that's another thing. No, 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 no. So you've got some canoeing going on on the second one. That's where it kind of burns a little more, you know, like this. So you do have some some um, Will unevenness. Well, that impact the taste. Uh, not really. No, well. Not part yeah, of kinda. So like. So what th- do I need to do in order to get it to? Well, okay. Some people will adjust it where they take the the lighter and they'll just kind of give it a little bit of flame on the uh, on, on the, the part there. on the underside there that that isn't 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 burning as rapidly. Uh, kind of give it a little kickstart. Other people will argue that if you just kind of keep smoking at it kind of keep turning it kind of keep turning it rotating it it'll even itself out yeah i've had some cigars that have done that but as i've also had some cigars where when i've tried to do that the canoeing just gets worse and ultimately i just have to touch it up because otherwise it's just not going to happen
2: what'd you say what was the description of this one again
0: hang on one second the second one that one was a hundred I know this sounds
2: weird, but I almost kind of like cinnamon or something. Okay, so it's a Honduran
0: <clears throat> wrapper and a Nicaraguan binder and filler. Now, you're talking cinnamon. That might be that spice that I'm talking about, because when I say, because that's the one thing. When I say spice, I don't necessarily mean like, like hot and spicy Mexican food. You know, it can be like a black pepper or white pepper, but. When you think spice, you also, you know, like when you're talking about pumpkin pie, for example, a lot of times when you get pumpkin pie flavored candies and that sort of thing, it doesn't necessarily taste like pumpkin as much as it tastes like nutmeg and clove spice. Oh, yeah. See what I right. mean? Yeah. So when I say spice, I don't necessarily mean hot and spicy as much as I just mean spice that could potentially tingle the tongue. Yeah. In such a way. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely more spicier. Um, I don't know if I necessarily would say I don't like it, but out of the two, I probably would would find, like, if I if I was just, like, at an event with, with someone and, and as a casual cigar smoker, you know, I might have, you know, like I said, less than two or three a year, maybe. There's probably some years I, I don't smoke any. Yeah. If I had to choose, you know, hey, we're all standing outside celebrating something and somebody pulls out a cigar, I probably would prefer the first one okay, than the second one. Okay. And
0: you're you're smirking. I am smirking because (laughs) you've just picked the higher end of the two. Really? You did. I kind of was
2: thinking that that one might be the higher end. No, you did
0: pick the higher end. So so the first cigar you picked was, um, I believe it was right around $10. And the second cigar that you have there was... um, it It priced out at right about three under just under three dollars
2: Wow, Jeff really likes some crappy cigars <laughs> well, but see here's the thing I, and by the way, it's not crappy i it's it's different though it's it
0: is different, and that's the thing is that you know when in Jeff's case and for a lot of people that are sm- that that smoke maybe four or five a day, the more affordable cigars do make a lot of sense because You know, do you want to spend $50 in a day smoking five cigars, or do you want to spend $15 in a day smoking five cigars? So I understand that. There are some, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's the practical nature of it, though, in that when you're getting a more affordable cigar, you have some issues that you have to contend with. Your canoeing issue, I've dealt with that on more affordable cigars a lot. Sometimes... There are there are cigars out there that are 2 and $3, and what they are, oftentimes, are the shavings, the pieces, the remnants left over from making the $10 cigar that they turn oh, around wow. and reuse to make the more affordable budget cigars. Okay. And so it's the same kind of level of quality stuff, but maybe the wrapper leaf isn't quite as... Perfect as the wrapper leaf over on the $10 cigar or maybe the filler on the inside instead of being long filler is kind of a short filler. And what that'll do is it'll produce a softer, more brittle ash to where the ash will fall off easier than than, you know, with the reg you know, more expensive cigar. OK. And everything like that. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This one I de- as I'm puffing
2: on it now a little more, the first one as I'm taking more draws on it. And yeah, I, I definitely prefer this one. uh, So,
0: since you did pick the premium cigar of the two, I will go ahead and let you know that it is the E.P. Carrillo New Wave Connecticut. So, there you go, E.P. Carrillo. He chose your cigar of the two. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have done that had you gone with the budget cigar. Yeah. (laughs) Just because I don't want to, like, you know. No, Uh, I, I, uh, um... Yeah, it doesn't make me
2: feel as bad now. Maybe not finishing that one. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. It's not that big. I mean, of a you loss. probably could cut it right now and maybe save it, but this one here is
0: uh, definitely one big, I would. I, Jeff will do that. Jeff will relight cigars, you know, hours later and everything like that. I'm not a fan of that, and the reason why is because when you light the cigar, you're you're igniting the tobacco at that end, and it's burning down. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you when you stop smoking and you put it down, it does continue to burn a little bit. So then when you reignite it, you're igniting ashy, burnt tobacco. It just totally screws with the flavor the entire rest of the way. It It tastes burnt, you know, because that's what you're getting coming through. Now, one thing Jeff will do is he'll blow out Instead of sucking, like, drawing the the air in through the cigar, he'll, like, blow out. Like, he's, you know, pushing through a straw with it. He claims that gets... It It doesn't. I mean, there's really no good way of relighting... Saving and relighting a cigar for later. But, um, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. No, oh, this one's good. Yeah, I like the Carrillo. It's a good... Carrillo makes good stuff. In fact, um, this brand in the this past year so we're we're coming up relatively soon to cigar aficionados top 20 cigars of the year um this past year they were they received the number one cigar of the year it's not this cigar but this brand did well maybe maybe this brand will uh
2: shoot a couple over some samples over <laughs> a couple other ones. Since I like this one, maybe they'll shoot you a couple. I'll more tell I you. Try.
0: I know. Right. Well, that would be our buddy and uh, friend of the show, Michael Henderson of EP Carrillo. Michael Henderson is the uh, national sales director for EP Carrillo. And uh, you know, I well, just saw him here not too terribly long ago at the Hill and he and his, uh, his new protege, who I guess has finally come on, you know, we have, we have Sam, and, uh, Sam was a good guy or he is a good guy. He's not, he's not gone. So yeah, Sam's a good guy. So, you know, we, uh, well, we maybe li- we we'll... like the folks from Carrillo there. So
2: maybe, maybe get a couple more, uh, in that $10 range, uh, that
0: they make and, uh, we'll, we'll try them out. We'll see which one we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, uh, they got the cigar of the year and then, uh, they've got another one that I like, which would be a little heavier for you. Um, I think, but it's, it's called the dusk and it's a, it's a much darker, heavier, you know, smoke and whatnot. I tend to, Jeff tends to go more of the mild to medium. I tend to go more the medium to full. So do most cigar smokers
2: drink whiskey or do they drink beer when they, uh, when they smoke or is it just all, is it one it's
0: of
1: those? It's really things, all like,
0: preference. Um, I'll be honest. I drink iced tea, <laughs> Right. but you know. Um,
2: well, like when you're when you're sitting here and you're smoking this, you know. Right now, yeah. Right now, we've got iced tea, but you know, is it? You know, would would this go well with like a whiskey, or would
0: it go like uh, maybe a darker beer? And uh, kind of sip on
2: that darker beer while
0: you. It's just like when you're pairing food and wine, or food and whiskey, and all that sort of thing. It's the same thing. So with the Carillo, you have it's it's a mild, and you have maybe just a little hint of spice creeping in and everything. So you don't want anything that's going to completely overpower and, and um, to where all you're tasting is just the drink and you're not getting anything from the cigar. So you got to find something that is maybe on the lighter side of the drink that maybe has some flavor notes that you think, correspond well with it to where it balances you get a little bit of the cigar a little bit of the drink and it all kind of comes together so interesting yeah
2: and Maybe Actually, that's an idea for uh, some shows is uh oh, matching uh, a cigar to to well, a drink
0: we have our friend from canada jen who is coming on with us every friday and she's a whiskey and bourbon connoisseur now the thing is She's not a cigar smoker, so mm. she can tell us about the spirits and the liquors and all that sort of stuff. But she doesn't really do much in the way of pairings and that sort of thing. We should so do that sometime. We can totally. We do that. We should get
2: like five or six bourbons. No, it's very. Uh, um, this one, this one, I, I like it. I like it, and that, that you know, and then the first and the the second one, the one that was a cheaper cigar, I didn't hate it. It was just a. Uh, it, there, it definitely, well, from my reaction from the first draw, I was going to say, from that, the
0: start, I could tell that you weren't enjoying it as much as the first cigar. And and it kind of played out, it played out pretty much how I thought it was going to play out. I didn't, I, I... It was an easy one? This was, well, the problem with going with the more affordable smokes is they all, it. it you can tell. You can tell when you're smoking something that's $3 versus something that's you know, eight to twelve dollars, and I mean, my God, if I'd have given you the Davidoff, you know, because because John keeps talking about how he wants to try the uh, the late hour, the Winston Churchill, yeah, the yeah. late hour. I'd and, like to try that. And what do those cost? So like 20, That's like bucks? a twenty-two dollar stick. So you know, for me to have given you a three-dollar stick and a twenty-two-dollar Davidoff. I mean, you didn't own that right away. In fact, I actually have one in my humidor at the office and I had had it in the hand thinking I'm like, okay, we could do this and I looked at it and I'm like, you can tell just by looking at it that it's that it's, better. A, that it's a better cigar, just the construction and everything on it. It's smoother and everything like that. And I'm like, there's just there's no way that I'm going to be able to remotely put these two down in front of you and have you say, Oh, they look similar and everything like that. And
2: I'll and I'll tell you, the the two that you had me try today, they looked identical. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I at first sight I'd have no idea. I actually kinda thought maybe the second one was the one that was more expensive because it was a little more full, fuller, but you know, in terms of, of taste and, and enjoyment, the first one definitely um what what was this brand again? Uh E P Crillo. The Crillo, yeah. Yeah uh this definitely uh definitely is better. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the experiment has played out. Yeah. And uh John's palate is refined <laughs> enough to be able to tell a uh, $10 stick from a $3 stick. So, Yeah. Which I would think by and large most people probably could do that. But this was the test. This is what we Well, how about we, we get some
2: Corillos and then we'll get some bourbon? And we'll have an, a show
0: sometime in the future. I'll tell you um, what; I've still got half a bottle of Buffalo Trace, Buffalo from, trace? Uh, uh, from this past Friday. Um, so Jen's got me going. She's she's on her segment on Friday. She's doing this bit where uh, I'm I'm on my whiskey journey because I'm not much of a whiskey drinker at all. I did some whiskey in college, but it was mostly just, you know, with the intention of getting blackout drunk. And so, you know, um, I'm not much of a connoisseur or anything like that. And so uh, she actually pulled the pulled the listeners and we got a lot of really great suggestions for whiskeys. But Buffalo Trace won out as the one with the most votes. And so this past Friday, we uh, we we cracked open a bottle of Buffalo Trace and got going with that. And
2: I'm a beer guy. I like beer. I've always preferred beer over hard liquor, uh, but I've just started getting into to whiskey and primarily because um, I don't necessarily... When I drink beer, I, I normally drink beer, um, you know, I, I have two or three beers. Yeah. Whereas with whiskey, you can actually sit there, you sip on it, you have a glass of water, you know. Yeah. You can... More of like a relaxing type of atmosphere so as I get older in life I prefer more <laughs> less less volume and more you know of the experience exactly so I could see where you know you know smoking a cigar now it's
0: funny there are some cigars that are designed to pair with beers uh I know Perdomo came out with a line of cigars there um and I think they're still doing it that each cigar in this line there's like I don't know five or six of them I don't remember exactly. And they're, but they're, they're blended to pair with different types of beers. So lagers, Pilsners, you know, the, and, and so you kind of gauge based upon what you're drinking beer wise with what you want to smoke cigar wise. Additionally, um, Casada cigars every year came out with, and including this year, I just saw them not see, where did I see that pack? I just, I was somewhere the other day and I saw a gift. Oh, I remember where, um, there was the uh, Casada cigars came out with Oktoberfest cigars. And what they do is they blend it to, ma- to pair well with the German style. Um, uh, what is that? Marzen beer. And, and it's the Oktoberfest cigars and everything. And actually Jeff and I smoked that in our Halloween episode. Cause it was the last of October. And, um, with that one, we, uh, it was good at first and then he went inside and grabbed some beer and we we started drinking beer with it and like flavor notes just started popping with it. It was really wow. really interesting how adding beer to it really enhanced that cigar. So so yeah. Well, this has been fun, John. I appreciate you, you taking for, time uh... for doing this. And uh so yeah, folks, that was the EP Carrillo New Wave Connecticut. That I think we smoked the Toro, so. Yeah, no, very good. Thank you for the for the cigar.
2: No problem. Well, we'll have, we'll we'll have just, to come back, and uh, I'll have to come back on the show, and we'll have to uh, oh, yeah, smoke we'll, a couple, we'll drink get, a little bourbon, and uh, maybe we can, maybe, maybe you'll get me to become more of a
0: regular uh, uh, cigar aficionado. A, I'll tell you, there's a couple <clears throat> of them in there that I would highly recommend. Um, ones that, that as somebody starting off I think would be really good. Um, I was gonna ask I, you. Oscar about Valadaris the, makes some really great cigars that I think are great for early beginner cigar smokers. So
2: I was gonna ask you about the late hour. What make what what makes the late hour? Is it the tobacco blend that makes it well, Davidoff, more valuable?
0: Well, Davidoff's a bit more of a high end, you know the name brand is, uh, and everything okay. like that. They 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 just in general their cigars typically are more expensive. Just they're a higher end brand just in general, but that one in particular um, it's actually priced right about the same as a lot of their other cigars. So um, I don't remember the blend on that one off the top of my head, but it's just, it's it's the cigar we smoked in the very first episode of the, of the show. And I've had it, maybe two times since then. Um, in fact, it was actually the cigar that I bought and smoked on my birthday, you know, cause I, at last year, uh, on my birthday, I had a Cohiba. That was my big, you know, expenditure cigar and everything like that. And it was good. Um, it wasn't bad. I kind of did feel like, you know, like, eh, is this really worth the 23 bucks or whatever that I spent on it? I don't know. Um, but the late hour I, I, I do feel the late hour is worth the money. It's it's a quality smoke, ridiculously smooth draw, really smooth, you know, flavor, the taste and everything. The the smoke is just I mean, there's nothing harsh at all about that cigar. Um so I don't mind spending that kind of money on it. I just can't spend that money on it all the time. Yeah. My cigars tend to run more in the $8 to $12 range. Right. So
2: yeah, twenty five dollars cigar. You know, every day mm-hmm. get a little expensive. I mean, you know, maybe if I'm lighting it with a hundred dollar
0: bill, then I wouldn't.
2: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind. But so <laughs> well, thank you, Nick. I, I I learned something here today, and well, good. We'll have to come back on. I and, was going to uh, say we'll okay. talk. We'll talk about bourbon and uh, we'll cigars get cigars. We'll get some bottles. We'll get some cigars. We'll get
0: Jeff on here. Yeah, and uh, you know. I'm, Come on, Jeff. Get three, off the couch. Three of us can have a nice day. <laughs> We're co- and the thing is, you know, and and John's here at the Hill, and it's about eh, 40 degrees outside, 40. Really windy out today and everything like that. So it, that was a really loud truck. But really windy out today and everything. But, I mean, John, you're in the, in, in the little room that they've got for us here. Super pleasant, right? Very nice. Yeah, it's, so
2: nice atmosphere here very relaxing it's um lots of it's very comfortable all of their furniture here i mean it it, it's very very welcoming and
0: yeah so yep we'll get you back up here before while the winter's still going on and sit around and have a good time so awesome well cool well thanks john thanks nick well i want to thank john for being such a good sport he, uh, for being a guy that that smokes one cigar a year, he he
1: tripled his his output for the year by he smoking did. these two. So <laughs> and and you know a good portion of it was at my expense. Not a not a good portion of it's, it. I just focused on that and I saw really red. Focused yeah, on that. Thank you so. for that. Not entirely. But he
0: picked out the cigar. I'm impressed. Well, yeah, I'm impressed with kind of the notes that he gave. As to how he came to that conclusion, I mean, he was, you know, comparing the taste, the, the smoke, the, the draw, the construction a little bit. I mean, he was, he was for a guy who smokes one cigar a year, he, he definitely uh, had a little bit more knowledge maybe than I thought, or, or else he was just that perceptive of it. So, there you go. So, and, yeah.
1: You know, John is among what I would consider our more normal friends.
0: I mean, I know him well enough to say to counter that a little bit, maybe, yeah. but yeah, ish, ish, normal, ish, normal, ish. But he uh, he did pick it out, and uh, I mean, he's he told me after after we were done that, you know, he wants to get some more more of the EP Krillos and sit out and maybe grab some bourbon and and enjoy
1: that. So, well, so. Through the magic of podcasting, we've been enjoying our uh, Southern Draw. Ha- we have been enjoying the, Rosa the Southern Sharon. Draw. Yes. I think it's a very creamy cigar. Kind of sweet. Yeah, a little bit. Are you getting um, pepper off of it, or what do you I I get, I got,
0: like, a little bit of pepper. Just a little hint of pepper. Kind of in the beginning third. But but I will agree with the creamy and the sweet. Um, it's, it's a mild cigar. This is a, a breakfast cigar, if I've ever encountered one. Yeah. Um, it's a it's, it's a, my kind of cigar. It's a good cigar to start the day with. But you know, if you've had anything even with any remote strength behind it, and you try and smoke this afterwards, yeah. it's
1: your palate's barely gonna well, pick it up. Well, this is your second or third cigar of the day, so that may be what's happening to yeah, you on this, so, so I mean it's one of those things that the, the palate's barely gonna pick it up. But that's not saying
0: that it's a bad cigar. I've had the Rose of Sharon before and I really actually enjoy it. It's it's a good quality smoke. And, you know, like I said, Southern Draw
1: makes some really good products. So this is among them. Well, there you go. So uh, let's tell everybody real quick. Our sponsor is? So, yeah. So we're working with
0: MyMonthlyCigars.com. And MyMonthlyCigars.com is a premium cigar subscription service where you get boxes sent to you in the mail at your home. And you can get them in various sizes and cost. But if you sign up for the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30, that would be the Cigar Pulpit Care Package. And what will happen is you'll get that, that box. Jeff and I will get that box. And over the course of the... So uh, we'll all have uh, boxes. Exactly. Okay. Uh, over the course of the appropriate month. So the December box, I think, is getting ready to ship out or should be hitting people's mailboxes um, later this week. That box um we will receive as well and over the course of december we're going to smoke those and the the folks at home can save their box of cigars and smoke along with us yay and share their notes and thoughts and tell us if they think we're right or wrong about the cigars in the box the offer code pulpit still applies does it not it does so if you go to mymonthlycigars.com and you sign up For the subscription service, you can get free shipping by putting in offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T. Or if you put in that code, if you're buying stuff in their shop because they do sell some other items as well as the subscription boxes, you can get 20% off those items with that offer code. And uh, I will be curious to see what cigars are in the December box because they do have an MSRP guarantee. And what that basically means is that the value of the cigars inside the box is guaranteed to um, meet or exceed the price of the box. So last month's box, November, that was a $30 box, but when you added up the uh, suggested prices of all of the cigars in the box, it was like a $46, um, you know, total Shoot, just that so, was half the price precisely yeah. so i mean you know so that's it was a 46 dollar total so you know you were saving like 16 bucks doing this good so, deal and the best part as we like to point out is it gives you the opportunity to try a variety of cigars that perhaps maybe you wouldn't normally or you don't um have access to um right now and so what you can do is you can try these cigars um give them give them a shot and then if you like it go to your brick and mortar retailer tell them hey i just had this and i really want more of it so i need you to order it and the beauty of it is the brick and mortar shop if they don't already carry it that's the one thing they may carry it and you may have just overlooked it for years but if they don't already carry it and they order it then the beauty of it is it's kind of a a win-win for everybody you know they they know that they're going to get some sales out of it when it comes in. There's no you know, risk of it sitting on the shelf and, and nobody buying it because, you know, you And bought, they're, they're stuck bought, with dead stock. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Maybe you saw an ad in the magazine and you're like, oh, that looks like a good cigar. And you tell them to order it and you get it. and It's not your cup of tea. Well, then they're stuck with the rest of the box. In yep. this case, you know you like this cigar. And so they know they're going to get some sales out of it. So. There you go.
1: Yep, And then uh, people get a hold of us on the socials. Yes, so we are on the socials, as Jeff likes to call it. The socials. Um, We
0: are on Instagram at uh, at the Cigar Pulpit and at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D, Gator. We're also on Facebook, and we're on Twitter, and we're on YouTube. And you can email me at
1: nick at cigarpulpit.com. Beautiful. And with that being said, what are we we're we're gonna bust open the box for the Friday yeah, episode? Yeah, so correct? for Friday's episode, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna
0: bust open the my monthly cigars box because um, I did get an email that I should be receiving that in the mail prior to us recording that episode. So um, we should have that in time for Friday's episode. So we'll we'll go over the contents of the December my monthly cigar box and have something from that in Friday's episode and then it'll also be Friday whiskey so Jen will come on and she and I will kind of talk about some options for what to do with the rest of that Buffalo Trace bottle. I know some of you folks have been giving us some suggestions for various drinks that that I can make with that. So we're going to we're going to Pick
1: one and and you know go down that road a little bit too. Yeah, so. or as I like to call it, the destruction of Nick's liver. Slow and steady. Yes. Hey, Slow and steady. that wins the race. I I don't think that is the case. The race in this to cirrhosis. Oh, I was gonna say. I'm like I don't think that's the case in this situation. But probably not. No, I'm looking forward to it, and I actually really liked the Buffalo Trace last week. I'm yeah. more of a whiskey drinker than beer if I'm going to drink. So I enjoyed it. We brought it out. um
0: on uh well, I mean it's no secret that we obviously recorded Friday's episode prior to Thanksgiving Yes you know so we did break that bottle out on Thanksgiving and uh, have a little bit there. So it it it's not as full as it was when when you last saw it. It's, it's that's okay. had a little bit taken from it. It's, so. your,
1: it's your bottle, not mine. I mean, you know. It's I mean, if is. you want to just sit at home and get, you know, sloshed, that's... You it's know, not, not my cup of tea. That's between you and Satan. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my. Uh, it's the devil's nectar. Final thoughts on the Rose of Sharon there, Jeff? Just a nice, creamy, mild cigar. It's, it's my perfect smoke. Well, there we go. And I, I thoroughly enjoy
0: it. Like I said, um, I was introduced to Southern Draw... Uh, at a uh, event that they had at the Hill Cigar Company, oh, that would have been earlier this year. That would have been like April of this year. And it the, was pre podcast. It was pre podcast, and so the uh, the first uh, the first cigar of theirs that I had was actually the Rose of Sharon, and I, I I like it. It like I said, it's a it's a mild smoke. It's it's definitely the the one you want to start your day with, but. It's it's a it's a quality well constructed, you know, creamy with a little hint of sweetness like you said, little hint of pepper and it's it's a quality quality smoke. So. We got to
1: run back onto the uh, astroturf now so we can finish our cigar. Yeah, I know, right. It's kind of chilly outside. It but is. Anyway. But we've been running in and out, so.
0: Yes, we
1: have. We would never break any laws. No.
0: <clears throat> so <clears throat> Well, folks, with that, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. Amen, Brother Nick. I'm Nick. That's Gator. We will catch you next time. Stay smoky.